Hello and welcome to the Docs to Dads podcast, a health and wellness resource for any dad looking to actively engage with their health, the health of their children, and building a stronger, healthier community around their family. Each week, Dr. Scott, a board-certified pediatrician, will explore topics relevant to child health and how dads can be an active participant in their growth, development, and other issues that affect children and the whole family. Hi, dads. This week, we are talking about our goals for the coming year in our personal and professional lives. As dads, we spend a lot of time thinking about all of the ways that our kids rely on us. How are we going to get our bills paid? How can we help our kids meet their needs? What are we doing to build a life for our kids that is better than what we had? This is what all dads want for their kids. We want to be able to help our kids reach their goals in their fullest potential. The best way to accomplish this is by being intentional about the habits we develop in ourselves and how we organize the environment around our families. The good and bad thing about kids is that they do what we teach them to do. They watch us closely, so our habits demonstrate to them what they should be doing. In every aspect of our lives, we should constantly be seeking to improve ourselves. Zig Ziglar talks about this in his Wheel of Life diagram. This divides your life into seven key areas that you should try to improve continuously. These areas are career, family, spiritual, physical, social, financial, and intellectual. We will aim to support you with content that will help you in all of these. As you consider these areas, you will likely find that you have different levels of development in each section, but all of them will impact the way you interact with your kids and how you talk to them about their goals. This year, I plan to begin with this framework when I lay out my goals for the year. As we approach the beginning of 2022, This is as good a time as any to think about what you hope to accomplish in the year to come. Today, I want to share with you some tips for reaching your goals that will help your New Year's resolution stick this time, even if they are the same ones that didn't go so well last year, or the year before that, or the year before that. First, and you've probably heard this one before, write down your goals and share them with an accountability partner. For my financial goal this year, I want to get my family back to using a monthly budget. This is something I used to do regularly when I was only managing my own finances, but I haven't done it as much since getting married and having kids. This will be made more effective and more likely to happen if I do this together with my wife. We will work together to write out the budget so that we can decide intentionally what job every dollar that comes in will have for our family. By writing this down and discussing it with my wife, we will have more success and the ability to hold each other accountable. Next, surround yourself with people who have similar goals. My social goal this year is to develop my tribe of dads. I hope to do this virtually with all of you and in my local community. Motivational speaker Jim Rohn says that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time around. This means we should be intentional about making sure that the friends we hang out with are pushing us to become the best version of ourselves and not clinging to the good old days or distracting us from the joy and meaning of being a husband and father. Which brings me to my family goal. More intentional time with my family. The tip for this one is put it on your calendar. I don't know about you, but I am someone who has to keep my schedule and to-do list on my phone 
or I will definitely forget something. One of the first things I do each morning is look at my schedule for the day. In the evening, I try to look ahead to the next day. Because of this, when someone asks me to participate in a meeting or I need to schedule a recording session for the podcast, if the calendar is blank, I generally plug it in right away. This year, I'm going to start intentionally placing time with my wife and kids in the calendar. This will hopefully include monthly date nights with my wife and time with my kids both together and individually. This way, if I get invited to an event, I won't accidentally schedule over time that I was supposed to spend with them. This doesn't mean that you have to schedule every minute of every day, but if there's something you want to do, block it off on your calendar. This has two main advantages. First, if it's on your calendar, you'll be less likely to double book yourself or postpone your personal goals for some other project that's probably less important. Secondly, if you made a point of blocking it on your calendar, you'll be more likely to go ahead and actually do it when the time comes on the calendar because that's what your calendar says you should be doing. It's not perfect, but this has worked for me with other habits. Give it a try. Putting things on your calendar will help with the next tip as well, and that's track your new habits. This is why so many popular apps include a streak tracker. It makes the habit more of a game, and the desire to maintain our streak can have equal or even more motivation to complete the action than the actual goal might provide. For me, this is how I'm motivating myself to maintain a daily prayer habit. In my spiritual life, I have always struggled with this aspect of my faith. So now I am using a prayer app that tracks my streak of daily prayer time to help me follow how often I miss days and whether I'm hitting my desired length of time in meditative prayer. I use a Catholic app called Hallow, not a sponsor of the show, but if anyone knows someone at Hallow, I'm taking calls. There are many daily prayer apps available to download. This practice can easily be done in a non-religious sense with apps like Headspace or Calm. Mindfulness practices can help us be more present in the moment with our wives and kids, do a better job at work, and have more control of our emotions. Since starting this practice, I have seen tremendous improvement in my mood and my ability to tolerate stress at work and at home. This brings me to my intellectual goal for the coming year. As a kid, I was an avid reader. For a variety of reasons, I stopped reading consistently, uh, or I got distracted and never finished books that I'd started. This year, I have started to build a reading habit into my daily life. This has been a nice evening activity, so that I'm spending less time on social media and more time bettering myself in some way. I love being able to share book and podcast recommendations with others, so you're likely to see some of those recommendations on future episodes of this show. Or you can share your recommendations with me on Instagram at docs to dads pod. That's docs, the number two dads pod. Part of this return to reading has been facilitated by leaving behind my old man yells at the clouds feelings towards reading books on an e-reader. Making the switch to the 21st century has allowed me to carry books around with me everywhere, pick them up immediately where I left off, and highlight key passages I want to remember to review later. One of the best ways to have new habits stick is to make them as easy as possible. Having the ability to carry multiple books in my backpack wherever I go makes it easy to pull that out and read a couple of pages of my book rather than wasting time on social media or falling down another YouTube rabbit hole. When you're trying to develop a new habit, think about how you can use technology or other smaller behaviors to pick up a new habit or eliminate a bad one. It's amazing how little friction it takes for us to not even bother. 
just putting the remote behind your TV or unplugging it between uses is likely to massively decrease your wasted time watching TV. Our next tip is to frame your desired behavior change instead as a part of your identity. I'm on a long path for my personal health. This will be the topic of a future episode, but I have been at this for a while, and it has taken me from a peak weight of almost 280 pounds down to 215. I've done this by a combination of efforts, but mostly through the development of my identity as a runner. I used to be skeptical about the importance of mindset in all of these things. James Clear talks a lot about this in his book, Atomic Habits. He believes that you must begin to adopt your new habits as a part of your identity in order to make them successful. This is a good book for anyone who sometimes struggles to establish new habits, or if you feel you have a big change you need to make. He lays out his four laws of habits with tips and tricks on how to accomplish them. Habits must be made obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying. If there is a habit you're having trouble trying to establish, you'll have better success if you apply one or more of his tips. I never thought I would say this prior to 2013, but I am a runner. I love it. This identity was fully cemented in 2017 when I ran my first marathon. And in those periods of my life when I'm fully embracing my identity as a runner, doing the things that runners do, it's easier for me to stay on top of my diet and intentionally carve out time to run. I've come to believe behavior change is centered around identity change. It's not enough for me to want to run. I have more success if I put on the identity of a runner. You can have that same success if you put on the identity of a cyclist or whatever other activity you prefer. My goal for this year is to get my running base back to be able to run a second full marathon. With having two kids since moving to the Midwest and transitioning to a cold weather climate, it has been challenging to establish my running habits sufficiently to fully train for a marathon. The things that worked for me in Arizona don't work for me here, so I need to work to figure out how best to be a successful runner in my new environment. Finally, I generally don't subscribe to the idea of New Year's resolutions. I'll admit that I decided to launch this podcast in December specifically to get out in front of anyone who might have been waiting for the new year to get started. The best time to act is now. So that's the last tip. Do the thing. This has been my mantra for 2021 and is how I've come to bring you this show for the last month. None of the tips and tricks I've shared in this episode will mean anything or make any difference if you don't get up and do the thing. That will give you the daily progress toward your goal. If you can get only 1% better every day for a year, you'll look up a year from now and be 37 times better at whatever you're trying to accomplish. That's a significant improvement. So get out there and do the thing. Dads can do hard things, but you have to decide to do them. And I hope at least one of these tips will help you move toward whatever goals are on your mind. So to recap, the seven tips to self-improvement. One, write down your plan and have an accountability partner. Two, surround yourself with people who will support you achieving your dreams. Three, put it on your calendar. 4. Track your progress. 5. Build your environment to make the new habit easier than the old one. 6. Prioritize identity change over just behavior change. And finally, do 
the thing. Which of these tips resonated with you? Which one is going to help you develop a new habit as you build a better life for your family? I hope these tips set you up for success in the year to come. If you found these tips useful, I highly recommend Atomic Habits by James Clear if you are a reader. And a bonus tip if you want to read a little bit more. I read most of my books on the Libby app. That's L-I-B-B-Y. This is a free app that's available through your local library to borrow ebooks and audiobooks from the library for two or three weeks at a time and can save you on book costs if you're not in a place to be able to buy a bunch of books, which you know we're trying to live on a budget, right? Trying to save those costs anywhere that we can make sense. Uh, so if they're available for free, the Libby app, L-I-B-B-Y, not a sponsor of the show. Thank you for tuning in for the Docs to Dads podcast this week. If you want more information on this or other topics, connect with us on Instagram at Docs to Dads Pod. That's Docs, the number two, Dads Pod. Or email the show at docs to dads pod at gmail.com. Also, you can leave questions or comments in the five-star review you're just about to leave for the show on your favorite podcast app. A special thanks to the producer and editor of Docs to Dads, Phil Rabon, who helps get this show on the air every week. Next week, we are done with the holidays and back to talking about practical tips for dads preparing for a new baby. I'll have five key areas that you should consider and discuss with your partner before your baby arrives. Until then, remember that what you do as a dad matters. Keep building healthier dads, happier kids, and stronger communities. The information included in this podcast and other Docs to Dads platforms is intended for your education and entertainment only. It is not intended as medical advice and should not replace a relationship with a primary care pediatrician or other provider who will give the most appropriate recommendations for your individual situation.